talking a little bit about a message that I preached last year on, um, on confession, the law of confession. And we talked about four different kinds of confession. We talked about the confessing of, uh, the, confessing of the sins of the Jews, which was in Matthew. The book of Matthew talks about the Jews confessing their sins and being baptized. We talked about the confessing, the confessing in, in Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 9, the confessing of, of uh, a sinner of the Lord Jesus Christ to, in order to be born again. That's a, another kind of confession. And then uh, there's another a word, a Greek word for confession. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you all the Greek words, but there's another one, uh, and it's in uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. It says, if we confess our sins, so it's for the believer who's who's fallen out of fellowship, who's gone away from God. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And so confessing our sins for the forgiveness of our sins when we've uh, broken fellowship with God. And then there's a cha Romans chapter 10, verse 10. And it says this, For with the, with the, with the uh, heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That word confession in the book of Romans chapter 10, verse 10, is the Greek word homologio. Homologio. And homo meaning the same, logio uh, meaning logos or the word of God. And so the same word, the same word. So that confession is saying the same thing God says. Saying the same thing God. You know, when Saul, when Saul met those prophets and they were prophesying and the Spirit of the Lord came on them, Saul didn't speak a different word. He spoke what God was saying. He spoke the same as what God said. You know, some of your lives would be transformed if you'd begin to speak what God says over yourself. If you'd begin to say what God says about you, you'd actually be happy. Imagine that. You know, the Bible says, happy is the people whose God is the Lord. You, you know it's unscriptural for you to be miserable if you're a believer? You know it's unscriptural for you to live in misery if you're a believer? Not that you're going to be spared of difficulties. Difficulties are going to come, but you're going to have joy in your difficulties. Amen. The Macedonian, Macedonian church did over there in Corinthians. <laughs> in, in great trial of affliction, they abounded in joy. And, in, and in their deep poverty, they abounded in liberality. Amen. In other words, they were going through a struggle, but they abounded in joy. And even though they were poor, they were generous in their poverty. Man, only God can do that. So I, I want to encourage you. Some of you, some of you need that kind, of, that kind of influence of the Spirit in your life, that you can live uh, as the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Amen. Glory to God. And so welcome. Welcome today to Revival. I'm Pastor Zig. I'm the pastor of Winter's Church. For those of you that don't know, we're glad that you're here today. I know that we don't, like I said, we don't have a lot of people here. Some people are, are coming and uh, others are calling us and saying, hey, man, we're sniffly and, and coffee and all these things. And, and I'm like, you know what? You got like three days to get healed and get here. You understand? You better get around. <laughs> Sheree, and I, of course, you all know me and Pastor Ben are great friends. Uh, Pastor Ben, uh, he tested positive for COVID. His wife tested positive for COVID. He's one of our speakers. And they tested positive for COVID sometime last week. And so the end of their quarantine is... Uh, he was supposed to preach tomorrow. He's not going to be able to preach tomorrow because uh, he's, you know, kind of quarantining and, uh, like they suggested that he do until, you know, until things are... Will you hold on to that, Aylin? I know I'm going to knock it off of there. <clears throat> they're going to they're gonna try to do their best to uh, follow guidelines and not, you know, put anybody in any kind of uh, trouble. But 
Um, I thought they were going to cancel completely, and I was about to tell Cherie, hey, tell him he's got a couple days to get healed and get over here. Otherwise, we're going to get him. But he was, he was on point. He was ready. So uh, they'll be here. Uh, Pastor Ben will be here Tuesday morning. Tomorrow night, Ruben Villanueva will be here, and we're glad to have him. Pastor Ruben's my cousin. He's going to minister tomorrow. And then on uh, Tuesday morning, Pastor Ben, Tuesday night, Apostle O. Michael Smith, uh, Wednesday morning, Apostle o. Michael Smith will minister. Ben will minister Wednesday night. And then Thursday morning or afternoon, we're going to have a minister's lunch. Thursday night, Aaron Bird will be here. And then Friday morning, he'll minister again as well. And then I will possibly will finish up on Friday night, and I'll be ministering Friday. We're going to have a miracle service, a miracle healing service here on Friday night. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to invite every sick person that you know. Everyone who's bound with sickness and disease, everyone who struggles with infirmity, and believe God for their healing. I see we have someone here who needs a healing today. What's wrong with you? So you, when you stretched, you ended up bulging a disc. But it hurts. It's mild for them. It's not mild for you. Those jokers be telling you it's mild. You're like, you don't understand. This ain't mild. <laughs> That's like a dentist. <laughs> I got a dry socket one time. He says, you're going to feel some mild pain. Yeah, I think you meant wild. You know, they were going to have someone tie me down, you know, so I wouldn't hit him. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I hear you. Did you hear what she said? She's talking to her L4 and L5 and telling it to be healed. Talking to her soft tissue. See, that's the, these are the kind of people I like to hang out with. People that, people that talk to themselves and tell themselves what the Bible says. Don't, I, 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 my heart breaks for Christians who won't declare what the Word of God says. They declare their circumstances. Man, you know, I, I just don't understand why the Lord would allow this. I've served the Lord for so long. Why would He, why would He let this happen? Maybe the Lord's trying to teach me something. People, we people talk like that all the time. But I'm in agreement with you in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to let you sit here all this service. We're going to pray right now. Amen. We're going to believe God. Now, I, and I know you don't have an alignment issue, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you the way I feel like I need to. And, um, and so I don't want you to be, I'm not going to kick you or anything. <clears throat> I mean, it, <laughs> I don't think so. How long is, how, how long have you had, have you had this? <laughs> Jesus, that's, that's, that's way too long. You know, God didn't, God didn't design us to fight for a long time. <laughs> That's why you never see the children of Israel fighting for too long. <laughs> God didn't make us to fight for a long time. Praise the Lord. All right, no, you can sit right there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this chair. You don't want to uh, pray with me? Now, I, here's, the, here's the thing. It don't really matter what you pray. I'm going to pray, and we're going to believe God for healing. Amen. Thank God. You know, about 99% of people I minister to that have back trouble receive a manifestation of healing in their body. 
the devil, he tried to mess with me with back trouble. When I was a teenager, uh, my back would go out and I wouldn't wouldn't be able to move. I mean, I would totally be incapacitated. And I I went to the Mennonite church uh, when I was, uh, that's where I got born again and filled with the Spirit. And there was this, there was this older gentleman, his name was Harold Wise. And Harold Wise had faith in God. And one day I came rolling into the youth group and I was, I was just holding my back. He says, what's wrong with you? I said, I've, I've got this back trouble. My back goes out. He said, he says, you know, you don't have to have that. I said, really? He said, yeah, by the stripes of Jesus, you were, you are, and you forever will be healed. That's why I say it that way. He says, you don't have to put up with this for another day. I said, well, praise God. I said, why, why do I have it then? So he's like, sit down in this chair. And he sat me down and he picked my legs up. And one of my, of course, you know, your back, when you get it, it you, everything twists. And he's like, one of your legs is, it appears short. It's not that it's short, but it, it's because of the twisting of your back. He says, when we pray, everything's going to line up and you're, you're going to get lengthening that leg. And he says, and you're, you're going you're gonna to leave here, you're going to leave here well. And I just believed him. You know, back in the day, they used to sing a song, only believe, only believe, all things are possible, only believe. You know what? If he said it, we believe it. Amen. If he said it, we believe it. Glory to God. Amen. And so uh, he, he did. He prayed for me. He put my legs up and he prayed for me. And when he did, everything shifted in my back and immediately I was healed. Now, I'd like to say that I never had to battle with it again, but you know, that devil, he's a liar, and he'll try to come back and mess with you, but we're not going to receive that. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Glory. Uh, now, I know, I know you're probably nervous because when you kick your legs out, it probably gives you some pain, but we're going to endure this just a little bit. You haven't been sitting. Well, you're more than welcome to stand up if you need to, but... Um, can, can we get that coat out from under you? Would that be okay? Can someone grab that coat out from under her? Here, let me, let me help you. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to stand. All right, sit just for one second, and I'm going to have you stand up. Just sit for one second. In the name of Jesus, amen. Lord, I thank you. Amen. Put your, if you can, put your back all the way against the back of that chair. Shoot your legs out here just for a moment. I'm going to pull them out here. Thank God. Thank God. In the name of Jesus, I curse this. I curse your trouble. I command it to go from you. You feel it, don't you? You're already feeling it. She already feeling it. Be healed. I command you in Jesus' name. This lady got healed. Come on, stand up. That's what you came for. Come on, shout to the Lord. Come on, shout to the Lord. Glory to God. Come on, sister. Amen. (laughs) Glory. Listen, you better get on your feet and shout. You better get on your feet and shout. Glory! Woo! <laughs> Amen. 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 Well, praise God. Watch her. 
Give a double dose, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, take that, devil. Amen. Amen. What's your, what's your name? Lupe. Oh, I'm so glad you came today. I know you are too. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Help her out. Help her. She's, she's a, see, she's under the influence. That, she's under the influence of the Spirit. Glory. Oh, listen, she may not be able to. You go ahead and you go ahead and pray there, Lupe. Thank God. Her, her leg was short, grew out about four inches longer than the other one. Man, the Spirit of God's here. Listen, when we said we was having revival, we weren't playing. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Open your Bibles with me. <laughs> Go to the book of John. Nearly every revival that we have, I start with this, uh, with this message because I think it's important. So book of John, glory. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, none of you, none of you better hold back today. Don't make me, don't make me come back there. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and shout. John chapter 2. John chapter <laughs> this, is, this is what we talk about when we talk about being under the influence of the Holy Ghost. This is what we're talking about when we talk about being under the influence of God's Spirit. When you get up under the influence of God's Spirit, sickness will have to go. Infirmity has to go. Disease has to go. Amen. Praise God. But you know what? <laughs> God's Spirit will come upon you. God's spirit will come upon you. And he'll look for you to respond to him, to respond to his presence. God has his eye on Oklahoma City. You know, Ethan, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, Ethan and Abigail are here. Wave your hands so everybody can see you. Um, not that it's real difficult. It's not like we're But anyway, um, Ethan and Abigail drove all the way from Toledo, Ohio to be here in these meetings. And you know, they didn't hear my message, I don't think, this morning. Maybe they watched it on live. So we talked about divine appointment. Divine. You, before you even left, you didn't know I was going to preach on that. And you probably 
saw yourself in the message because, you know, we, ta- we talked about doing what it takes to, to, get with, to get with those people that God is connecting you with for, uh, for uh, exponential uh, blessing and exponential growth. But anyway, John chapter 2, let's read this, and I want to I I preach to you, and I want to encourage your faith today. And I, I, want you, I, I do want you to pay attention, but I want you to be open to the Holy Ghost. And I'm going exp- to explain some things that are necessary. They're vital for you to receive in these meetings. For you to receive in these meetings, you got to, you got to be like Lupe. You got to get serious. Number one, you've got to get your faith out there. And, and then you got to connect with people that will get their faith out there with you. You know, you don't want to get with people that are like, you know what? You really shouldn't go. You know, why would you go when you can't even sit down? Can you all really afford to make this trip? I mean, it's, a, it's an awfully long trip. Will your car make it? You know, people, people go through all these, you know, all these things. People will, they, uh, and people are well-meaning. Don't get me wrong. The people that tell us these things are well-meaning. But you know what? God is doing something in some of y'all's spirits. There's something that's happening now in our generation. Listen, I don't think I have ever experienced in, in my whole life what I'm experiencing right now in my spirit. You know, I've seen God do some incredible things. I've seen, I've seen miracles, and, and y'all, if you're a part of this church, you've heard me talk about I've seen miracles that I've had to pinch myself to make sure that I wasn't dreaming, honestly. I've had Ted pinch me. Some of you need pinch tonight from what you've just seen there. And, and that was, you know, that, honestly, that was a minor miracle, you know, really. But some, some people, they, you know, they're like, Mike, is this really happening? Here we are, no television cameras, no, no TBN here to broadcast the services. You know, we, we've got a handful of people uh, in, in, the, in most people's eyes here in Oklahoma City, but the Spirit of God is so thick in this place. My God, if you don't leave here with a chunk of the Holy Ghost when you go home, it's your own fault. Amen. But there's, there's something that God is, is stirring in our hearts. And I feel like, the, and, I've, and I've told you all this, and I started feeling this way last year. I feel like that God is getting ready to do the greatest things that I've ever seen him do. I am more excited and more determined and more filled with faith. And I believe God more now than I've ever believed him before. That I'm about to see the glory of God manifested in a way that we have never encountered as the body of Christ, as the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And and uh, again, some of you sitting in this building right now and you're saying... Well, I'm not sure I've ever experienced anything like this. Listen, here's the deal. We have, and we do, and, and we do regular, but I feel, I feel, in my spirit, I know that God is getting ready to do exponentially more. As, like we said this morning, we're believing for double. Amen. And when he doubles that, we're believing for double more. Amen. Amen. So John chapter 2, these, these things will help you to facilitate what God wants to do. These things will help you make room. I'm going to give you a key to open up the door to the miraculous. If, you'll, if, if you will use this key, it will open up the door for the miraculous. And I know some of you like, Pastor, we've heard you preach this before. And you're going to hear it again. Because this, we need this. And we need to, we need to hear it. Some, some haven't heard it. So it says, verse 1, chapter 2, verse 1. And the third day there is a marriage in Cain of Galilee. The mother of Jesus was there. Both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? For mine hour is not yet come. 
His mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six bottle pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, draw out now, bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. Or in other words, you save the best for last. You save the best for last. You know, I've read this verse of scripture, and when I, when I, when I first started in, in the church, this is a very familiar passage of scripture. Most of, us, most of you know, I, I hope most of you know, this was, this was Jesus' first recorded miracle. This is the first time Jesus ever performed a miracle in the word of God. And uh, I, I only know that because it's in the title, no, in the title here. You know, it says uh, his first miracle, amen. But anyway, <laughs> now we know because, you know, <laughs> it's his first miracle. So this, this is the first <laughs> miracle Jesus performs in his, in, in, in his entire life. And when we, when we read scripture, we have to be careful that when we look at the Bible, especially in the time that we're living in, we've heard so many different perspectives on scripture and so many opinions on what the word of God says. And, and, we've, and we've learned by, by, uh, from some great people, uh, some revelation, man, God has brought us revelation of the word of God. But sometimes we can look at a verse of scripture so much and look at it from the, like, a, uh, it's like we're looking at a history book. And we can read it and we can miss out on some of the things that Scripture is really trying to get across to us. And this, this is one of those verses that I believe that God, that, that, number one, for me, this is one of the greatest miracles in the Bible. I, when, I look at this, uh, when I look at this verse of Scripture, there is so, there is so much power in this miracle. And there, it's the strangest miracle. One of the, this story is one of the strangest stories you will ever read if you read it. Uh, with, a, with an open heart and with an open mind and don't re read it with a, a religious perspective because we've heard it from a religious perspective and we know the story. But there was something that was going on in this, in this moment that we can take away from these verses of Scripture that will help us to open up and unlock the doors of the supernatural, of the miraculous. You know, a God is a supernatural, miracle-working God. I go places, I go, I go lots of different places to minister and to preach to people. And one of the things people cry out for is they say, we're crying out for a move of God. We want a move of God. We want a move of God. And I tell people all the time, God is moving. He's moving now. In fact, the Bible says in the beginning, the spirit of the Lord was moving. And the Bible never records that he quit moving. He's been moving all along. And so some people, they're crying out for a move of God because they don't see a move of God happening. What they don't realize is the reason why they don't see a move of God happening is not because God's not moving. It's because they're not participating in what God's doing. When we begin to participate with what God's doing, then we begin to witness the moving of his spirit. You know, God, God is busy. He's been busy since the beginning of time. It's his people that haven't been busy because, because we've been busy trying to get him to come and do something for us when all along he's trying to woo us to himself so that we can participate in what he's doing in the earth today. 
Amen. And many of you, what you're sensing in this building, you know what it is that we sense when the Spirit of God comes in a building like this? What you're sensing is you're sensing that wooing of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is talking to your spirit, and He's trying to woo you to a place where you will come, and you will have fellowship with Him, and you will commune with Him, and you will join Him in what He's doing. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that every time God goes to doing something, it's something supernatural. It's something miraculous. Amen. It's something powerful. It's something that's uh, impactful. Amen. So when we, when we read these verses of Scripture, uh, let's just read. So we know that uh, it says, On the third day there's a marriage of Cain of Galilee. The mother of Jesus was there. Both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. So we know they're having a marriage supper. We know that this, the disciples are invited. We know that Mary is invited to be there. We know that they're having... What, uh, what, what amounts to, uh, and I, not, not really, but kind of what, if, if you want to know an example of what it was that was going on here, it was like they were attending a, uh, what we would call a reception, a wedding reception. They're having a celebration uh, for this marriage. And uh, how many of you know that when you're invited to a, a wedding reception, now, I know we got a lot of people in here that are from different cultures, and so, you know, th things, th things are different in different cultures, but... Um, <laughs> I know the history. I know uh, I'm I'm half Mexican and half Puerto Rican. I tell people I'm Mexican, and when you're when you're Hispanic, when you're either Mexican or Puerto Rican, if you're Hispanic, and you go to a wedding, sometimes you're expected to bring food. You understand? If, if you're if if they if they ask you to bring food, they're depending on you. But most of the time, if you're invited to a wedding, you're an invited guest, and whatever is being provided in the, in the form of food or drink is being provided by whoever's throwing the party. That's why you'll have, in fact, going back to Hispanic people, that's why you have like seven people at the wedding and 70 to 700 at the reception, because <laughs> free food and free booze, you know, for people. <laughs> I'm not getting a big laugh. Anyway. <laughs> George, are you laughing under that mask? All right, good. <laughs> so Jesus and his disciples and his mother were all at this, according to this scripture, at this marriage in Cana. And it says this, it says in verse 3, And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, talking about Jesus, they have no wine. So here's where this story starts to get weird. Pretend like you don't know the story. Pretend like you don't know what's happening here, or what's going on. Here's this woman, the mother of Jesus. She's an invited guest to this marriage supper. And now, all of a sudden, she's concerned herself with the fact that they don't have enough drink. And on, to be honest with you, it's really none of her business. It's none of her business. You know why? She ain't throwing the party. But for some reason, and we know, we know why she involved herself. Do you all know why she involved herself? Because Jesus was getting ready to do something. And he was going to use, and God was going to use Mary to ensure that Jesus got this done. But pretend like you don't know this. So you, you've got you to see how this plays out. So Mary, Mary, I, I, tell, I tell people this era, I say, either she was Pentecostal and she was putting her nose where it didn't belong, or something was going on. Well, we know, because we know the end of the story, something was going on. And the Bible says she turns to Jesus, and she says, Jesus, they have no wine. Now, here's, here's what most people miss. 
Here's what gets covered up in religion and tradition. What gets buried in going through the process of church and religion is that we never stop to consider why is it, number one, we, we know Mary wanted Jesus to do something about it. We know that Jesus did do something about it. But let me ask you a question. What in the world made Mary think that Jesus could do anything about that wine situation? What, what in the world made her think that he could do anything about that? You know why? You know why I'm asking you that? Because up to this point, he had never performed a miracle. Up to this point, he had never done anything supernatural except for be born. He never healed a sick person. He never opened a blind eye. He never opened a deaf ear. He never caused a lame person to walk. But Mary, his mother, turns to him at a marriage supper in Cana and asks him to do something supernatural about this situation that has to do with wine. <laughs> and really, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you right now. This, this is a lesson that I believe God wants his people to learn in our generation. Mary, Mary, the only reason Mary could have believed that Jesus could do anything about that situation is the fact that 30 years before, an angel had appeared to her. And y'all remember the story? We just celebrated, we just celebrated the birth of Jesus. We remember, we just went through that whole deal. Mary, did you know? Listen, Mary knew better than you did. Amen. Amen. Mary knew better than us. But anyhow, so Mary, <laughs> Mary, the mother of Jesus, an angel appears to her and says, you know, girl, you're blessed and highly favored. <laughs> You're going to, you're, God, God's spirit is going to come upon you, and you're going to become pregnant with a child. It's not going to be the baby of a man, for you're not going to know any man. But this baby will be uh, the son of God. Amen. You're going to call his name Jesus. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. Amen. A girl, you are blessed and highly favored. And then Mary responds with what I think is a great response. Lupe kind of had this response. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Amen. And the Spirit of God comes upon Mary, and Mary becomes pregnant by the Holy Ghost with Jesus. This is the only reason why Mary could have believed that God wanted to do something, Jesus could do something in this situation, is that she had had this supernatural encounter with an angel. Now, here's the, here's the thing that you need to understand. You know, we kind of look at these people in the Bible and we think that they're different than we are. We think that they, they must have thought different than we did. They had a different line of thinking and a different way of thinking. But the reality is, I want you to think about it. If you're here, I know my wife and I, we went through the process of, <laughs> of course, men like to say we were pregnant. There was nothing, no we about it. She was pregnant. <laughs> the donation I made to the process was very small. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> In comparison to the weight that she had to carry in this whole deal. <laughs> I was happy to make the contribution though. So, <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> Ayla looks over at Tyler, you know. Anyway, so. <laughs> they're believing God. But anyway. <laughs> Boy, you're a hot mama. 
Anyway, so, <laughs> so when, when Annie, when Annie, <laughs> when Annie got, you know, when Annie got pregnant, there's certain things that start to happen. You know, when Mary was impregnated by the Spirit, you know, the Spirit of God came on her. And when the Spirit of God came on her, something began to grow in her body. She wasn't touched by any man. And so you have, to, you have to think about this. Over a period of time, that baby started to grow in her belly. Jess, I, Jess must be at home tonight. Oh, there she is. <laughs> she's like, I'm, I'm here. You know, Jess is now showing pretty well. You know, she's, she's, how far along are you, Jess? 28 weeks. So yeah, she's out there. Her belly's getting out there. You know, she's still super thin, but she looked like she got a basketball under her uh, shirt. But something started to happen several weeks ago. Movement started happening. Something started to take place in there. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but if I get pregnant and I'm a virgin, and I don't know because I'm a man, but if I'm a woman and I'm a virgin and the Spirit of God comes on me and now all of a sudden I start to grow a belly and something is moving in my belly, maybe I've watched too many horror movies, but I am, I am not... I'm not, I'm not super thrilled about what's going on. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, here's, here's, here's the first thing I'm thinking. And I believe this was Mary, too. Here's the first thing I'm thinking. Number one, I'm thinking, what's going on? I know what the angel said. I believe what the angel said, that I'm carrying the Son of God. But what does that look like? You know, all I'm, I'll be honest with you. All I'm thinking is some alien coming out, you know, because... Ah, you know, you know, or the fly or something. You know what I mean? I've seen these movies, but. But, you know, Mary's got to be wondering about what he looks like. And so she gives birth. And when she gives birth, he has ten fingers and ten toes. And he has two legs and two arms. And he appears to be human. So she probably relaxes a little bit. She's like, Phew. he looks normal. You know, he didn't, he didn't come out full size with teeth or nothing. You know what I'm saying? And so she's like, Phew. but then the next thing, if I'm Mary, you know what I'm thinking next? I wonder what he can do. I wonder what he can do. Because I know good and well this isn't Joseph's kid. Amen. I know good and well this isn't Joseph's kid. I've never been with a man. He's the son of God. And, you, and we, we get this idea that Mary, you know, oh, you know, especially, you know, when you go, um, and many of us came, you know, either from the Catholic Church or we've been a part of the Catholic Church, and we think of holy, you know, Mary, the holy mother of God. And, and, but, you know, that wasn't her reputation back then. Back then, she was the flaky woman that was loose that, try, you know, tried to blame her pregnancy on the Holy Ghost. And everybody else knew good and well that Joseph had been the one, you know. No one believed that she was. <laughs> just, just think about a woman rolling up into your house saying, yeah. And you're like, oh, how far along are you? Yeah, I'm 20, 20. If Jess got up here and said, I'm 27 weeks and I've never been with a man. What are you going to think? You're going to think she's, you know, the, ele the eleva elevator don't go all the way to the top. That the lights are on and nobody's home. So Mary's, Mary's being looked at as some weirdo, some woman that's loose, some woman that has gone and got herself in trouble prior to getting married. And why Joseph is sticking around, we never know, but that might, must be his kid. But she gives birth to this kid. He seems normal. But if I'm her, I'm, I'm wondering, what can he do? You know, when we look at that miracle of 
of uh, the wa water being turned into wine. We think that that was just an off-the-cuff miracle, but that miracle was 30 years in the making. That miracle was 30 years in the making. As Jesus grew up and Mary watched him grow up and she brought up this kid. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine if it was you? And you've got this kid. You know good and well you'd be trying to test it out. You know, the family dog dies and you're like, Jesus? Man, that was your favorite dog, you know? <laughs> You feel any way about it, you know? You maybe, maybe want to, you know, breathe on it or something, you know what I'm saying? Bring it back from the dead. Maybe they're on their way to Jerusalem to worship and they come a, on a, upon a huge mud puddle. Jesus, <laughs> would you like a stick? <laughs> you know, stretch it over the puddle. I don't know about you, but if I was Mary, I'd be looking for opportunities to find out what he could do. Because there's prophecy. There's prophecy about there being healing in his wings. There's prophecy about him uh, carrying our burdens, uh, uh, eliminating our sorrows, taking upon himself our suffering. There's all these verses of scripture that talk about the wonderful things that Jesus is going to do. The wonderful things that God is going to do through him. And so for 30 years, you, you say, Pastor, why are you, why are you telling us this? Why are you talking to us about this? Because you know what? For a long time, the church has known that God has supernatural, miracle-working, yoke-destroying, burden-removing power. I don't know about you, but I've always known that with one blast out of the left nostril of God, revival could break out in Oklahoma City and lead us right in to the rapture. Amen. I've known that with one flick of the finger of God, the fire of revival could start burning in this nation and all over the world, and we'd be set ablaze and, and see the greatest awakening and the greatest revival we've ever seen. I know it's in the ability of God. I know God has the ability to do it. God has the ability to turn things around in a 24-hour period of time. Just ask Lupe. Listen, if you don't believe God can turn things around in 24 hours, just ask Lupe. What doctors couldn't do, what man couldn't do, what she couldn't do, God was able to do in two minutes after a worship service. At 5500 Northwestern in an, old, in an old medical building that has been renovated and now is called Winner's Church. So we know that God can, but you know what? That's all we've known. We've been like Mary. We know that he can. We've just been afraid to believe that he will. And not just that. No, some, some of us say, no, pastor, I believe that he will. You know what we have trouble with? We have trouble with believing that he will now. But you know what the Bible says about him? The Bible says, amen. We see in scripture where the angels made this declaration. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty who was and who is. And who is to come. You know, most of us don't have any trouble believing in who he was. In fact, we talk a whole lot about who he was. How he healed the sick and how he raised the dead. And how he, how he manifested the presence of God in his earthly ministry. 
And most of us don't have any trouble believing in what he's going to do. One day, the fire's going to fall. One day, there's going to be a great awakening. One day, I'm going to step into my purpose. One day, I'm going to fulfill the purpose of God. One day, I'm going to be free from these shackles. One day, I'm going to do something for the Lord. We have no trouble with who he was. We have no trouble with who he's going to be. And I'm going to be honest with you. The devil don't care if you celebrate who he was. In fact, the de- when you sing songs about who God was, the devil will sing with you because he remembers. And he won't mess with you too much as long as you're dwelling on who he was. He'll even sing along with you if you're singing about who, who, God, who God is going to be and what he's going to do someday. Some glad morning when this life is over. By and by when the morning comes. He'll join in with you. That's right. One day he'll do it again. One day he'll do it again. One day he'll do it. You know, but you know who the enemy freaks out over? Those people that believe that God is the I am. That he's the right now God. Are y'all hearing me today? I, I believe and I have believed when God started telling us about these meetings that God was going to show us that he's a right now God. That he was going to reveal to us that what we've been talking about, he don't want it to be something that happens in the days to come. But he's wanting, you know what? He wants miracles now. He wants healing now. He wants deliverance now. He wants salvation now. He wants revival now. He's just looking for a people that are willing. He's looking for a... My God, I'm, I'm about to... I'm about, to, I'm about to blow a rod up here. He's looking for a people that will get as radical as Mary got. A people that will not only believe that God can and not only believe that God will, but will do what Mary did at that marriage supper in Cain. You know what Mary did? Mary had been rehearsing in her mind. I don't know about you, but I've been rehearsing what God's going to do. <clears throat> The first time we came to this building, I came here with Michael and Twyla. This building used to belong to Michael's father. And we went through it. And Twyla was like, you know what we can do with this building? You don't even understand. This was a doctor's office. This was a bunch of little rooms. And I don't have a whole lot of vision when it comes to things like that. So Twyla's like, we could do this, we could do this. Michael's like, oh yeah, we could lift up this ceiling. The ceilings were, you know, right, right here. All of these ceilings were the same way. And they're talking about it. I'm like, well, if you say so. I mean, <laughs> I don't see it. <laughs> I don't really see it. There was a bathroom up here somewhere, wasn't there? There's a bathroom, I think, right over in here. And, and we'll just move that bathroom out of here. I'm like, you make it sound so easy. But you know what? When it began to become a reality, when Michael and his team uh, of, of people and, and, and all those people that are part of Salazar Construction came here and they started, they put, the, they put a pitched roof on here. It used to be flat, right? Was it flat? 
it was kind of low. They put a pitched roof on here. And when they put the pitched roof up, all of a sudden I began to, you know what I began to do? I be, all of a sudden I began to rehearse. I began to see cars lined up at, this, at, 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 at the Northwest Expressway. Cars that were looking to turn in to come to Winter's Church. You know what? I looked at that parking lot and I thought, my God, there's not enough parking places. We're going to need. But then I thought, well, we'll just park them on the other side of this. You know, tonight we don't have a problem with people parking. We don't have to park them on the other side of the street tonight. But you know what? I'm rehearsing it. Amen. I'm rehearsing. I'm rehearsing cars parked up and down this street. You know, you know what I was doing in here before revival? I was rehearsing how we're going to have to probably rent some chairs and break out some chairs because we, we sure don't have enough chairs for the rest of this week. I'm telling you, that's one thing we're going to have to do this week. We're going to have to find some chairs because our chairs haven't arrived yet. But there's a, there's, a, there's a dream. There's a vision. We already thought, well, we'll just park them over here at Mardell. We'll, we'll make a deal with uh, Mardell to let us park uh, people out here, if we have to, uh, we'll put up a tent. You know, we'll, we'll do whatever it takes. Anybody else rehearsing these things? I begin to envision the glory of God rolling out of this building and onto Northwest Expressway, and people and people driving into a cloud of glory and getting lost, getting arrested by the Holy Ghost. Getting struck by the power of God as they drive down the street. Amen. Amen. Forget about the shadow of Peter. I just want the shadow of this building to fall on people. And when it does, they're healed by the power of God. Amen. Amen. I see an army of people marching out of this place to the four corners of the greater Oklahoma City area carrying good news. Amen. Not just the news, but the anointing to spread it. Praise God. I see Tyler and Ayla leading an army of people, young people, into the hospitals all over this region. And, and the news coming out as a parade of people with their backsides sticking out of those hospital gowns, parading themselves right out of the hospital, healed by the power of God. Amen. If you don't believe it can happen, ask Lupe. Are you hearing me today? <laughs> Mary, she had to rehearse it. She's probably wondering, how, how can we tap into that flow? That's, that's what we've been doing. How do we get in that? How do we tap in? How do we do it? How do we connect? How do we get it to work? How do we get Jesus to, how do we activate him? How do we activate him? Is there an Excalibur? Is there a, you know, is it like Thundercats? You know, I mean. <laughs> that wasn't quite my generation. With me and Annie, it was Shazam and Almighty Isis, you know, uh, you know, doing the spinner. Wonder Woman, you know, or how do we activate him? How do we get him to do what we know he can do? That's what we learned from this scripture. Jesus had never done a miracle. Mary had never witnessed him do anything supernatural except for be born. But on that day, she looks her son square in the eyes, and she tells him they have no wine. And she tells him that because she's expecting him to do a miracle. She's expecting him to do supernatural. 
You know she's rehearsed this. Did she get a miracle? Do you know how she got a miracle? I'm, I'm going to help you out. Do you know how she got a miracle? Well, let's read it. <laughs> this iPad. <laughs> I really make it look small, don't I? I think Ayla was like, Pastor, I saw you holding that iPad with one hand, and then I grabbed one, and she's like, it was like giant, ginormous in my hand. Look what it says. And when they wanted wine, verse 3, and when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Jesus saith unto her. Look what Jesus says to her. So what does she do? What, is, what was Mary's solution? How was Mary going to tap into the flow? How is Mary going to tap into the flow of the Holy Ghost that she knew was wrapped up on the inside of her son? How was she going to activate him? Here's how, she acti here's how she activated Jesus, they have no wine. You know what she did? She made a demand on the ability of God that was on the inside of Jesus. And she didn't... I'm, I, and, she, and, she, and she wasn't uh, shy about it. You have to remember, they're at a marriage supper. They're at a party. Think about this. When she walks into that party, you know what... Have y'all ever hung out with religious people? Have any of y'all ever hung out with religious people? Listen, all you got to do is do something goofy. And when you walk in the room, religious people go, to, there they are. Remember the one I was telling you about? Don't, don't look right now. Don't look right now. Don't look right now. But they just walked in. Okay, look right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary rolls into this marriage supper. And when she rolls in, you know, listen, you know they were, you know the gossips were there. You know they was there. I can, I can imagine them sitting there and Mary walks in. They're like, hey, hey, guess who just walked in? Remember that lady I told you about that said she got knocked up by the Holy Ghost? Remember that one that said she got pregnant by God? She just walked in the room. Oh, wait a minute. And there's her kid. The one that she said was from God. Look at him. Don't he look like Joseph? He looks just like Joseph. Don't he look just like his daddy? And we know they believed that. Because the Bible says when he went to preach in his hometown, they said, it's not this Joseph's son. <laughs> They never, they never believed what she said because when they saw Jesus, they said, is not this Joseph's son? They believed that Joseph had impregnated Mary, Mary uh, prior to marriage. And so when, when, when they're there and they see the mother of Jesus, oh, there she is. There's that crazy woman said she was impregnated by God. And there's her illegitimate son right behind her. My God, here they come. And then in front of all these people, they run out of wine, and Mary, not silently, not quietly, but in front of the whole crowd says, Jesus, they have no wine. You know what they was thinking? Here she goes again. 
Now look, now look at her. <laughs> when you make a demand on the ability of God, are you hearing me, church? Oh, yeah. If you're going to make a demand on the ability of God, <laughs> faith talks big. Faith doesn't talk small. When you go to talking big, I'm going to tell you most people, not only in the world, but most people in the church are going to begin to try to get you to talk smaller. They're going to begin to try to bring correction. They're going to try to, they're going to, you know what they're going to say? You know, you're off balance. You need more balance. You need to, uh, you know, if you were more balanced, uh, then probably you'd have more friends and people would treat you better. and You might be more successful, but you're way, you're way off balance. That's what they used to tell me. Brother Ziggy, you're way off balance. When I, would, when I would go to an event and I would believe that God was going to break out in some way supernaturally. And, and, and mind you, I was going to Christmas parties and stuff, and not typically the place Places where the Spirit of God would break out. But I believe what the Word said. Where two are gathered in my name, there will I be also in the midst of them. Amen. And these were Christian Christmas parties. We were gathered in His name. I thought, my God, if He's here, He wants to do something. And sometimes He would. And at other times, people wouldn't let Him. And when He would, it would be awesome. But I'd never get invited again. People would pull me aside and tell me about how I was so spiritually minded that I was no earthly use. So you know what my response would be to them? I'd rather be so spiritually minded that I'm of no earthly use than to be so earthly minded I'm of no spiritual use. I'd rather be a flake for Jesus than to be able to sit across the table and talk with you. I'd rather you think I'm flakier than a two-crust pie and have God move through my life than to make you comfortable when I come around. Are y'all hearing me today? See, that's, that's what making a demand on the ability of God is all about. When you start making a demand on the ability of God, guess what? Your best friend's going to get uncomfortable. When you start letting God's spirit have his way in you, people are going to pull their children closer to themselves when you come around. Mary tapped into the flow because she got to the place where she didn't care what anyone else thought. It doesn't, you know what? It doesn't matter to me. Here, here's the thing. I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world. Time is winding up. I'm, I'm a pilgrim. I'm a stranger in this land. I am just passing through. And I've got to fulfill the purpose that God called me to. There, there are people that are out here that are lost. They're dying. They're going to hell on a grease pole. There's a church that is cold or lukewarm. And they're being spewed out of the mouth of God. And I have a responsibility to carry the truth of God's word and the anointing of God's spirit to whoever I can carry it to. And you do too. Some of you may have walked in here oblivious, but I've already, I've already learned you enough tonight that now you have a responsibility. You can't use the excuse no more. Well, you know, just, let's read on. Uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to try to wrap this up here in about an hour. <laughs> no, I'm just waiting. <laughs> so she, yeah, it is still early. Brandon's like, I went in, I went in service this morning. Go ahead. 
<laughs> so Mary puts a demand on the ability of God that's on the inside. They have no wine. She's, she's making a pull. Making, and not a rude demand, but a faith demand. I know you can do this. You didn't raise the dog. You didn't split the puddle. You did nothing supernatural the whole time you lived up in the house. But I'm not letting you get away with nothing else anymore. Today. You know what? Here, here's, here's what she was saying. Revival now. The move of God. See, here's, here's the thing. The church doesn't believe that we ought to talk that way with God. That we ought to place any kind of demand on God. The reality is, is that God is waiting for a church that will refuse to be denied. A church that won't take no for an answer. A church that will, that will remind God of his word and what he said and put a demand on what he said and believe that he will do what he said he would do. You know, all that stands between us and heaven on earth is a, is a, a, a people that are willing Willing to be looked at as strange. Willing to be looked at as unusual. Willing to be looked at as pushy. Now when she made a demand, you think everything would be smooth sailing. <laughs> that everything would just come up roses. But we know that's not what happened. Let's read the next verse. So she said, they have no wine. Look what Jesus says. Jesus saith unto her, woman, listen, this is the first indication that this is not going well. <laughs> when a man calls his mother woman, that ain't good. This is how I know Jesus wasn't black or Hispanic. Lewis is like, amen. Even Miss Ron is like, true that. <laughs> we know Jesus wasn't black or Hispanic because if, if, if he had been, that would have been the crucifixion. Because I know my mother's Puerto Rican. I call my, if I call my mother woman... The prophecy that no bones were broken in his body would have not come to pass. <laughs> Isn't that right, Zed? Because she done knocked my head clean off my body. Am I right, Lewis? <laughs> he says, woman. Then he says this. What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Do you know what Jesus was saying to her? She, she's saying in her demand, she says, Jesus, they have no... We talked about this at lunch. Jesus, they have no wine. So we, know it was, we know it was God's will to manifest himself fully through the life of Jesus. And Mary had an opportunity to plug Jesus in to his anointing right there. And she took it. But Jesus' response to her wasn't wasn't what we would consider to be a positive response. He said, woman, what have I to do with thee? And then what does he say next? 
Mine hour is not yet come. In other words, he's like, woman, what do you want me to do? It's not time yet. What was he saying? It's not time for me to do miracles yet. Let me ask you a question. Did Jesus do a miracle? <laughs> this, this, this flies in the face of church doctrine. Well, you know, the times and the seasons of God, amen. You know, we can't really make God do anything. He's going to do what he does in the time that he does it. And bless God, we're just going to, let's wait on the Lord, amen. How long exactly are you going to wait? You know, Lupe, you could have come in here and said, well, Lord, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to believe you, amen. And any time you see fit, glory to God. No, but she came up in here. She's like, I ain't leaving with this. That, that's, the, that's, the, that's the kind of faith. It's, it's what happened in this place tonight. What a great example. Thank God we prayed at the first. So that you could see exemplified in this meeting what I'm talking about. God's, God's just looking for someone that will believe what he said and that won't take no for an answer. Jesus essentially was telling Mary no, and he gave her a good reason. This is not just some yahoo from down the street telling her no. This is, this is God manifested in the flesh. When Jesus says no to her, that's essentially God telling her no. And here's why. It's not time yet. It's not time yet. But you know, Mary had prepared for that too. Look at the next verse. His mother saith unto the servants, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. You say, so what did she do? She ignored him. Like only a mother could. Mary had made preparations. You know what I found out? If you can be denied, you will be denied. So you have to determine you will not be denied. This week, here in Revival at Winter's Church, you're not, you're not going to be revived because your pastor does revivals. You're not going to be revived through osmosis. <laughs> it's not just going to happen because you hung out around a... If you get revived, you're going to get revived because you determined that you've had enough of your old life. You've had enough of the way that things have been. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you're going to live in the victory and in the joy and in the power that God intended for you to live in. You don't, have to, you don't have to live the same after this season of revival. Things never, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think, I think that if we do this right and if we respond to God in the right way, we'll need to fortify those chandeliers so that when we go to swinging on them, they'll be able to hold us. And I know some people like, hey man, it kind of makes me nervous. Well, it won't make you nervous when you get plugged in. Listen, some of you, when you saw God heal this woman, it put a... I, I wish some of you would have gone ahead and yielded to the shout. Because some of you have never shouted in your life, and you could feel it rumbling out of you. You were like... That, and that would have been an appropriate response. That would have been an appropriate response. It, how many of you know that it's okay... To respond that way when God has done something for someone who's been suffering for two and a half months. Yeah. 
You know what? I reckon it's okay for you to dance your dance and shout your shout and run your run and holler your holler. It's for the Oklahoma folks. <laughs> Jesus denies Mary her request. <laughs> but, but instead of Mary being like, well, I tried. Okay, Jesus, I'm, forgive me, Lord. No, man, he's, and I always picture it like this. I always picture her, I always picture her saying, Jesus, they have no wine. And Jesus going, woman, what have I to do with thee? And when he gets right about there, I see, I see her kind of doing what my mama used to do to me. My mother was good at ignoring me. Mamas have a way. <laughs> I remember I called my sister in, in, in Maine on the phone one day, and her daughter, Taylor, was young at the time, and I'm talking to her on the phone. I'm like, hey, Ida, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm doing okay. And in the background, I hear my niece going, mama, 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 mama. Literally, it went on and on. Mama, mama, mom, 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 hey, mom, mom. And I'm talking to my sister, and I'm like, she's, she's talking to me like everything's normal. <laughs> like there's nothing else. I'm the only person, you know, that she's just talking away, and mom, mom, I'm serious. It had to have been at least four minutes. And I said, is, is one of your kids trying to get your attention? She said, yeah, hang on a minute. What? <laughs> 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 so I imagine Mary was probably built similar when Jesus said woman what have I to do with thee and right when she gets to about the place where she says mine where he says mine hour is not yet I just see her kind of turning away from him and looking at the servants that are there and she said hey whatever he tells you to do do it you know where she got that from she got that from what she said to the angel. Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Someone say this with me. Say, whatever he tells you to do, do it. You know, you know what happened next, don't you? Jesus got activated. Jesus got activated. He, he told them it wasn't his time yet. But now all of a sudden, the anointing of God comes on him. The ability of God comes on him, and he says, well, fill those water pots with water then. And they fill them to the brim, and the miracle happens. All because Mary refused to take no for an answer. Now, see, some of you are saying this. Well, when God says no, doesn't he mean no? Here's what, here's what I've got to tell you. Uh, sometimes. But not all the time. You know, sometimes God says no because he's trying to figure out, not that he's trying to figure out, because he wants you to figure out what manner of man you are. For example, Moses. The Bible says that when, uh, God, when, he was, when Moses was praying and asked, talking to the Lord, the Lord said to him, go to the Pharaoh, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. He heard the word of the Lord and he went and he did what, Pharaoh, what God told him to do. He goes to Pharaoh, he says, thus says the Lord, let my people go. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says God went ahead of Moses and hardened Pharaoh's heart. 
Was God working against himself? No. God knew what he wanted to have done. He wanted those people turned loose. It's what, it's what eventually happened. But Moses got denied. Did, did God have Moses get denied because he was trying to discourage Moses or frustrate? Listen, Moses got denied because God was building something in Moses. God wanted Moses to understand that he had the wherewithal to carry the purpose and the anointing and the calling that God put on his life. You know what? Uh, when, when, when Moses was denied, he goes back to God. He says, he said no. And God's like, go back. Tell him again. And he goes back again. And guess what? He says no again. See, some of us, we don't, it'd only take one no and we'd be done. He get, Moses gets three no's. <laughs> and he's still believing God. Oh, yeah. Until finally Pharaoh turns loose of the children of Israel. Of course, there's a lot that goes on <laughs> during that time. Too. But finally, they get turned loose. But you know, why, you know why that happened? I believe God was trying to reveal to Moses, you're the man. You have what it takes. I have called you. I have set you apart. I have anointed you. In other words, you can do this. You can do, I know who you are, but you've got to discover who you are. You've got to discover how I built you. I built you for this. You know what? God built you to, to sustain his presence, to not only to sustain, but to grow his kingdom in the midst of COVID. You were built to win a victory over COVID. When God constructed you, he constructed you for this season. And in this season, it is one of the battles. Guess what? If God constructed you for this time and God intended for you to win, guess what? God built you to whip COVID. Man, the very fact that you're alive today ought to encourage you that you have what it takes. See, there's something about being denied. Something about going through difficulty that makes you discover what's in you. And when you become fully persuaded, when you become fully persuaded of who God created you to be, when you become determined that no matter what happens, you will not be denied. Say this with me. Say, I will not be denied. Say it again. Turn to the person next to you. Say it to them. I heard, a, I heard an evangelist sing a song. The words were, I will not quit. I will not be moved. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a blood-washed, spirit-filled child of... Born again, child of God, and I refuse to lose. I am unshakable. I'm a threat to the devil. I'm a Holy Ghost baptized powerhouse. Doing signs and wonders and miracles. Everything I set my hand to do is blessed. Thank you, Tyler, for your help. Glory. That's you, Ted. That's you, Ted. Oh, yeah. he, he built you for this season. Yeah. 
He built you for this time. You're not, you're not wearing out. Amen. You're not breaking down. You're breaking out. <laughs> My God, this is the first night of revival. It only gets better from here. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> you got to determine you won't be denied. Blind Bartimaeus, he went through something similar. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. People were annoyed. They said, shut up. People told him to shut up. And you know what he did? The Bible says he cried out louder. Then Jesus sends his disciples over and says, you need, to, you need to keep him quiet. So the disciples come and say, shut up, you're bothering the master. And you know what he does? The Bible says he cries out the more a great deal. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And that's, that's when something clicked on the inside of Jesus. He's like, all right now. He turns around and he goes to Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, don't even wait for him to take off his beggar's cloth. He takes, he takes that beggar's coat off. He throws it to the ground. The very thing that gave him the right to beg as a blind man, to make a living as a blind man, he threw it behind him and he goes to Jesus and Jesus heals him of his blindness. It's making a demand, church. We've got to make a demand on the ability of God. You, you know what? I'm, I'm, tired of, I'm, I'm tired of the church just getting together and getting our shout on. You know what? I'm all, I'm all for shouting. and Yeah, let's get our shout on. But let's get our shout on because God did something. Because we pressed in. Because we made a demand. Because we got our faith out there. You know, Mary made a faith demand. She worked her faith. And because she worked her faith... You realize that in scripture, Jesus said, it's not my time yet. She made Jesus enter into a miracle. <laughs> y'all don't, y'all ain't. See, this will mess with your doctrine. She caused Jesus to enter his miracle working season early. That's right. It wasn't time. But through what transpired, it was made to be time. Can you imagine Jesus? I, if I was Jesus... And, and she's like, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And all of a sudden, it's like he gets activated. It's like he gets plugged in. I imagine it like a lightsaber, you know. He goes to, he goes to humming. He's like, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm lit here, you know. Bring the water. And a miracle happens. Come on, Eric, will you come? Today I want to encourage you. 
Believe God for the miraculous. Believe God for the supernatural. God's here in the power of His Spirit. The Holy Ghost is moving. The Spirit of God is working. And He's working here because He wants to activate you. He wants to plug you into your season. Now, some of you say, what, what, can, what should we expect? Miracles. Supernatural happenings. The power of God demonstrated. You say, should we really be believing for that? That's what happened here. You know what? We've, we, I've had enough of the programs. Thank God men have developed programs. But you know what? Our programs haven't done squat to rebuke the devil in this nation. All of our programs, all of our... Listen, if, if the devil had his way, he would make us a, a humanitarian organization and a humanitarian organiza organization alone. All we would do is feed people and clothe people and encourage people, but we would never be able to preach the... If the devil had his way, if the government in our country had their way, we would, we would be relegated to humanitarian work. Because you know what? When COVID came... They, they, wanted, they wanted us to bring water and bring food and, uh, you know, encouragement. But they sure didn't want us healing nobody. They sure didn't want us going into the hospital and saying, rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. And I know some, some, some people that are supposedly smarter than I am are like, well, you know, don't mess around with that. You know, they don't really, you know, that's, they... they you don't know, you know, you don't know nothing about that. Here's the truth, neither do you. I don't care how much of, how, you can get the best expert in Washington or anywhere else and they don't know squat about this. That's why, that's why they keep sending you to get shots and you still keep getting sick. How smart is that? Well, you know, get another one. Maybe you need boosted. Well, people get boosted and then they get sick. It's like, well, they don't get as sick. Oh, no, they do. They just get sick twice when they get boosted and then when they get sick. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people are like, are you against vaccinating? I'm not going to get picked with a needle. Just Here's the deal for me. I don't like needles. has nothing to do with anything else. I've never taken a flu shot. If I get away with getting my blood drawn, I'll... Listen, I just don't like needles, period. You say, are you scared? No, I just don't like people poking on me. The, the dentist said, you need to have your wisdom teeth removed. I said, why? They said, well, they're getting in our way from cleaning. I said, that's not a good enough excuse. They said, well, it'll develop decay. I said, well, let it develop. I didn't go to the dentist for the first time until I was 32. My teeth are nice. Never lost one. I let, I let the dentist persuade me one, uh, to, to pull one of my wisdom teeth. He literally almost had to get on my lap. I mean, he's yanking and pulling. He's like, this don't want to come out. I'm like, leave it alone then. <laughs> if it don't want to come out, leave it. He was like, man, that was a bear to get out. I said, maybe you shouldn't have taken it out then. He said, yeah, but it, got, it gets in my way. I said, I'm fine with it. He said, well, we'll schedule for the other three. I'm like, there's no stinking way. I still have them. 
every time I go in, they're like, you should have these pulled. I was like, let me pull some of yours. I'll tell you what, you let me pull yours, I'll let you pull mine. You know, that guy gets them way up. They, they never want to talk to me about it no more after that. They know, they know where I stand after that. <laughs> but this whole deal of people being experts on you know, COVID, there's no expert on, they don't know, there's no, there's no cure. There's no way to, in their minds, there's no way to stop it. They, they vaccinated people, but vaccinations aren't working. They put max, masks on people and masks aren't working. They, they social distance people and that didn't work. They kept us at home and that didn't work. Well, we, we, we flattened the curve. Yeah, but the minute you get people back together. There's an answer to COVID. His name's Jesus. <laughs> the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The one who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all. We you know, I knew good and well the enemy would try to attack people with, with either sickness. And I knew they'd try to get in fear that they had COVID and they wouldn't come uh, to the, you know, someone wouldn't come to the meetings. But I'm, I'm believing God. I'm trusting God that these people are going to get miracles in their bodies. And here's the deal, if they get a manifested miracle and God heals them of COVID and, and they were diagnosed with COVID but they receive a healing from the Lord, we're going to receive them as healed. Just like we'd receive anybody else that got healed. Amen. But today I want you to believe with me. I want you to take your faith and put a demand on the ability of God. Stand up all over the place. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> God, you're awesome. We love you, Lord. <clears throat> There's an anointing here tonight. And I know, I know many of you have been aware of the fact that God's presence is, is here and that he's, he's wanting to, to release things in us supernaturally. So I, I'll be honest with you. I don't really... I don't have any other direction from the Lord other than I think I'm supposed to pray for many of you and that we're supposed to just lay hands on you and release something by the Spirit. Activate something in you. If you're here and you're called to ministry, if you carry an anointing in your life to do ministry, you're, if, if this is the only meeting you get to, you're carrying something out of this meeting today. I'll say this, if you can be here throughout this week, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And it's not hype. I try to tell people. I try to tell people online. I'm not trying to hype you all up. I know what God told me. I heard from heaven. I knew that God wanted to do something here in this place. And this morning, some of you may, have, may not have, you know, I, I feel like God worked this morning and all. But I did feel like some went away thinking, well, there must be more. There is. There is. Some of it is up to you. So be determined. <clears throat> Listen, the Lord knows. God's not going to ask you for something that you're, it's impossible for you to do. But some of you know good and well you ought to be here every day. I'm not just trying to get butts in the chairs. At some point during this week, we're going to have a problem accommodating everyone. 
at some point during this week, some, you're going to have to get here early. I'm just telling you, I'm giving you fair warning. Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, right now, we don't have enough chairs. We're going to try to find some. We've already been trying, looking, finding some. But whether or not, whether or not you get in the flow, it's up to you. I can lay hands on you tonight and God impart something to you. But if you don't see this through, you know, Mary was determined. She wasn't going to be denied no matter what it took. And thank God she wasn't denied. She was numbered with 120 that were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. You know, Mary, when she, when she, <laughs> I know it'd be hard for some people to believe, but Mary was a tongue talker. <laughs> Mary, the mother of Jesus, he commoshied and shone the light. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was like, should have bought a Honda, should have bought a Honda. She's filled with the Holy Ghost. She saw it all the way through to the end. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Are you, are you the sister that I talked to on the phone? Did you call me earlier asking about the revival? Did you call the church earlier? Yeah. That was your, who is it? Your, you take care of your, it's your mother? Yes. I'm glad you made it. Praise God. I see the Spirit of the Lord on you. Amen. I see your blood. I see, I see God doing a work in your blood. I hear the Lord saying He's bringing healing to your blood. I see the pressure, I see the pressure of your blood going down. It's, it's like I see by the... It's like God's giving you a... This is crazy. It's like he's roto-rootering out some of your arteries. I, I hear God saying he's clearing the plaque out of some of your arteries. That some of, there have been some buildup of plaque. I hear, the, I hear the Lord saying this. I hear the Lord saying that there are that some that came ahead of you that suffered, that suffered with uh, get, getting plaque and buildup in their, in their arteries and that had trouble with you know, blood pressure and, and things like that. But I hear God saying this. It's God's desire for it to pass off of, off of you. And for you to not carry it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You do. Amen. So I, I declare in Jesus' name that from today forward, you're never going to battle with high blood pressure, with low blood pressure, with, uh, with a, a blood sugar in the name of Jesus. I declare that that spirit of diabetes that's tried to come upon you is being broken today in Jesus' name. That's right, isn't it? Come here, sister. I'm going to pray for you. Thank God. What's your name? Annette. What a great name. Thank God. Lord, I thank you for Annette. Lord, I, I declare in the name of Jesus 100% whole. I rebuke this trouble. God, I commanded to leave her today in Jesus' name. God, when she leaves out of this building, let her get a blood transfusion from Calvary. <laughs> let the resurrection power of God come alive in this woman. 
And Lord, may every disease and every infirmity be driven out of her body and off of her being today. And Lord, I thank you. I thank you for health and for wholeness, for your glory in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And Lord, fill her full of the Holy Ghost today. God, may she leave out of here filled to overflowing for your glory. I thank you, Father. Thank you for Annette. Thank you for Namaste. I hear God saying this. I hear the enemy. I hear the Lord saying the enemy has tried to bring fear into your house. I hear God saying that uh, the spirit of fear is, is being rebuked. I hear, I hear the Lord saying that faith is arising in your home. I hear God saying that words of faith are going to begin to be spoken on a regular basis. I hear the Lord saying that His Spirit is about to come into your house. And God says people are going to fall under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And as the, as the Spirit of the Lord comes upon them, they're going to begin to declare the Word of God. They're going to begin to declare, and, and I'll, say it, I'll say it this way, prophetically. Because it's not going to be something that's generated out of their mind. It's going to come out of their spirit. In fact, there are going to be times that people come to your place that haven't been there for a long time. Family members. And they're going to sit down and the Spirit of the Lord's going to come on them. And when the Spirit of the Lord comes on them, they're going to open up their mouth in shock to, to say what's going on. And instead of that coming out of their mouth, they're going to declare the Word of God. They're going to declare the Word of God for them and the Word of God for you. I hear the Lord saying that the enemy has desired to wreak havoc in your family. That the devil has even caused some to become blind and to turn away from the things of God. But I hear the Lord saying this, there's about to be a return. God says there's about to be a return. There are many that have turned away from God that are part of your family that are about to come back to Jesus. They're about to bow their knees and bow their hearts to the Lordship of Jesus. And God says all of the hurt that they suffered at plugged up religious people, God says, is going to be healed. Because the Lord says many of them, many of them are hurt because of church hurts because of things that they suffered at the hands of quote-unquote God's people. But the Lord said that wasn't what, God said he wasn't in what they went through. The Lord says that was religious people and their rules and their regulations that drove some out. But I hear God saying he's about to, this is so unusual. But I hear, yes, yes, but I, see, there's, a, there's an anointing just come on you. Belesi, watch her. When, when she gets up, tell her I said this, that that anointing that came on her is because she's going to lay hands on someone who has stomach trouble. When she, there, There's somebody going to be coming around her in the next three days, and they're going to have problems in their belly. She's going to lay hands on them. They're going to be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Come on, someone lift your hands and thank the Lord. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Can we do something before I pray for you, before I, before I open up the altars? Because when we open up the altars, some of, you about, some of you about to get toasted. God's about to touch some of you big time. And, and some of you, you, you think you're going to get home any moment now, but it's going to be a minute. And not because I keep you, because the Holy Ghost is working. But can we, can we sow an offering? Can we sow an offering? We're going to receive an offering in every one of these services. 
I talked about this morning the key to the keys to the kingdom are our confession what we say and what we sow amen yeah amen yeah she needs your chair Ted for sure I want you to sow a seed today in this revival you know I'm, I'm I'm the pastor of this church, but tonight I've stepped into another office. I stepped into an office that I operate in when I go other places. And I know you can tell the, most of you can tell the difference. But today you're going to have an opportunity to sow into this part of our, my ministry. So even though, you know, I'm a part of this church and, and I'm the pastor of this church, tonight you're sowing into the evangelistic branch of our ministry. So what you sow today is going to go to the Ziggy Sanchez Evangelistic Association. You're sowing into the evangelistic ministry. And it's Winner's Church, definitely. But know that what you sow today is specifically going toward that. And so I'm, I'm saying that because when you sow, I want you to sow with, the, with, with it in your heart that you're not just sowing into the church, into the church and the work we're doing here. But what you're sowing here today, you're sowing toward what we're doing outside of this church and in other places uh, spreading the fire of revival everywhere that we go so uh, if you want to give today you can give through the Winners Church app you can give cash you can give a check if you're writing a check make your check to Winners Church if you're giving cash you can give it all if you need an envelope there are envelopes on the, in the back on the shelf you can put your cash in an envelope and put your name on it that way we have a record of your uh, giving and you can uh, claim it on your taxes next year. Don, Don, Don's back here. He's got his hand. If you need an envelope, lift up your hand. Don will give you an envelope. Or you can text. You can text to give. You can text Winners Church to seven seven nine seven seven, and there'll be some options come up. Just click guest speaker. Sow to the guest speaker. But I want you to sow, and I want you to believe the Lord. Many of you are going to sow the most significant seeds you've ever sown in your whole life this week. This week, you, some of you are going to sow the most significant seeds you've ever sown. And some of you, God, God wants you to do it tonight. He'll, he'll speak to you. He'll tell you what to do. But I want you to obey God. And I want you to give with an expectation that as you give, it's coming back to you. Good measure, press down, shake it together, running. It's not a, we're, we're, not, we're not trying to extort money from anybody. We, here's the thing. If you think... If you think any of this is a manipulation, you can keep your money. But I believe that there's, there is blessing when we give. It plugs us in. When you, sow, when you sow into this field, it gives you a right to receive a harvest out of it. Amen. So let's pray over, the, over our offering. Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have to give today. As we give, we're believing it's going to be given back to your people. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Lord, bless your people for their obedience. Do for them, God, what they can't do for themselves. Increase in the name of Jesus. I declare increase in this house over everyone in Jesus' name. Increase in the name of Jesus. What'd you say, Ayla? Double in the name of Jesus. Double in the morning. Double in the evening. Double in my giving. Double my receiving. Amen. We receive double glory to God in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we declare $100 bills. <laughs> Supernaturally increase.
for your glory in Jesus' name. Everybody that believed it said amen. 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 You can bring your offering anytime. This is the offering basket. You can bring it anytime. But I want to, amen, in Jesus' name. I declare it over you, $100 bills. Glory to God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Glory, glory. What's a, tell me, what is your name, this girl here? What's your, I'm sorry, George, go ahead, man. You're good. Huh? Yes. Jasmine. We have a Jasmine. We, we have one of them. <laughs> That's your grandmother. And who's this fellow here? Your boyfriend. I was hoping he was close because he was close. <laughs> Jasmine, put your hand on your belly. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you for Jasmine today. I pray, God, that your spirit would fall mightily upon her. Jasmine, let me ask you a question. Are you serving the Lord with all of your heart? You want, you want to serve him. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry for all my sins. Forgive me. Wash me in your blood. Come into my life. Save me. Fill me with your spirit. And let me live in victory from today forward. I give it all to you, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. His spirit is on you. Come, come stand right here. Lift up your hands to him. Lord, I thank you that Jasmine today is being filled. From the top of her head to the soles. To the soles. El esiabro of her feet. And that she's never, ever, ever going to be the same again. For your glory in the name of Jesus. For your glory in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. I thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. He's straightening some things out in your belly, too. Amen. Thank God. What's your name? Huh? Nathaniel. Are you serving the Lord with all of your heart? Come here. I'm going to pray for you. Lift up your hands to him. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry for all my sins. Forgive me. Wash me in your blood. Come into my heart. Change me today. I need you today. More than I needed you yesterday. Fill me full with your spirit. Deliver me from all evil. In Jesus' name, I surrender 100%. All that I am. All that I have. Thank you, Lord. Jesus name. Amen. Now Lord touch him. Touch him today and fill him full of your spirit. Touch from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord may he leave here never the same for your glory in Jesus name. I thank you for it Father. <laughs> I'm glad you came today bro. Amen. Amen. Thank God. How many of you are glad you came to church today? Listen, if, if you want to, if you want to, if, if there's something in your heart that you want to be here for prayer, I see some, are y'all here for prayer? Amen. If you want prayer today, if you want hands laid on you, come. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lay my hands on you. 
and we're gonna we're just gonna let God's Spirit work and then after after I pray for these that are here uh, we're gonna we're gonna turn you loose but I want you to be said Joyce it's so good to see you today praise God I'm glad you made it this evening I want you to lift up your hands to the Lord and amen amen thank God but Gabriel's playing the right song amen amen <laughs> you hear what he's playing amen something good is going to happen to you happen to you this very day boy spirit of God's here something good is going to happen to you Jesus of Nazareth is passing your way Lord touch these that are here touch in the name of Jesus from the top of their heads now for the glory of God I loose you today Anna in the name of Jesus double dose Rhonda in the name of Jesus Double dose in the name of Jesus. Selferedriectaya. Now, Kole Sapana. Haura Saboya. Now, Iliman Sakara Boshe. Ele Siaro. Haramosa. Ha ha ha. Ele Oh, let Twyla. And shall we be drinking buddies today? Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> now, for the glory of God. Touch today, Lord, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Mele Sakaradriosha. Now in the name of Jesus. Mele Sukaradusha. I declare release today for the glory of God. Now for the glory of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Touch. Touch. Horusabona. Mara Sokoria Maye. Mana Maraso Bandano Morochoboro Sepea Barasafaya. I declare release today. I declare release today. I declare release today. Ho, 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 ho. Mara sobore bekelekia. Sharanamra masikale. Double koresa for the glory of God. Shere beresikaramihiti aboroso. Touch today, Lord, from the top of his head to the soles. Mana sakaradrushedriyetedebesia. For the glory of God in the name of Jesus. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Touch, Lord. Now, now for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. Touch Brandon today, God. Shoo! Ha-ha! Kalesuma! Rachel! Ho! Filled to overflowing in the masticada in the name of Jesus. Mene sokoyo brosia ba for Rodriese, Hele Kriege, Begele Socorro, Mantown, and my Edabot say at that Jaya. Ooh, yeah. Hele Sierra. The Lord, Lord says, You've already determined your portion. And God says, You're going to receive a full portion. In fact, the Lord says, oh, The Lord says, When He's done serving you, God says, He says, uh, Your bowl will be overflowing. Phew. 
Because God says you're getting a double portion in the name of Jesus. Double dose in the name of Jesus. Touch today. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in each one of these that are here, God. Pour out your spirit upon them. Fill them to overflowing. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. Double today. Double. Kelesa. Double is our, de- is our decree. Double is our decree. Shene kechede. Now, in the masta ilikorosa panga la jedebe este pafria. Jana mara sobongelete terefride mara chetana masse. Now, bala sobro mara corresebea mara sikele geleche huratande de mekele hiasa. Ho, ho, rashebenge. Glory to God. Thank God. Shele heri atobosoya fono moro sembede. Shili kara subreda, jiremoro sobongelecheda, hana sabane. Oh, don't be fooled. Belesiata, enexikia, su mana mana mangeleke sike, jude mana ho. Shu haya bara sekere nula sebengeleche now koresa. Elebrise tuda maande ne mekseya. Duna jandane me seberedrieche, turisekele krieste, arabra asa bole shetene. You know, yes, sir. All right, Lord, I thank you. I speak to Eric's body now in the name of Jesus. We come into agreement for a manifestation of healing and health and wholeness. Lord, it's been enough is enough. Enough is enough. We curse every bit of trouble that has tried to come against him and his whole house physically. And we declare that now in the name of Jesus, they're stepping out of sickness and into health. They're stepping out of infirmity and into wholeness in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that there's healing. There's healing in every part of that house. There's healing pouring into every fiber of his being. Lungs be made well. Stomach be made well. Shoulders be made well. I command every part of your body to line up with the word of God and be healed in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you, God, that everything he puts his hands to is going to prosper. That, God, every idea that you give him is going to be blessed in the name of Jesus. That you're going to guide him and you're going to lead him in every decision that he makes from here on out. And, God, I thank you that the million flow is open to him for your glory in Jesus name in Jesus name fulfill every dream let every vision come to pass and Lord may it come to pass quickly God we're asking that you'll do things this in this year that seem impossible to man but we know God that what's impossible for man is is possible for you that there's nothing impossible for you, Lord. So I release it in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for it. Hallelujah. 
I hear, I hear the Lord telling me the atmosphere of y'all's house is about to change. In fact, God says he sent angels from here to your house. Glory to God. I hear God saying there's going to be, it's, it's going to be like uh, the air is, uh, the, and the atmosphere of your home has been cleared out in the name of Jesus. You're truly going to be able to go there and rest. You're, you're not going to, in, in fact, I hear God saying this. There was an unsettling for you to get out of that house. And then you got to the point where you're like, we got to get out of here. We got to get out. And you were so unsettled. But I hear God saying this. Until you can get out, he's going to give you peace in your house. God says there's going to be something about your house that's very satisfying to your, to your inner man. And it'll be the work that God's doing up in there. I hear God saying this is y'all's week to break out in the name of Jesus. I, I, hear, the, I hear the Lord saying that the battle that y'all faced last year, the, the end of that battle is now. God says this is your week of deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Healed Ted in the name of Jesus. Lord, touch the both of them. Fill them full. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love you, Ted. Praise God. Well, how many of you thank God for all that he's done here today? Now, I'm going to tell you one last thing the Lord told me. The Lord told me that... Uh, Many of you sense the Spirit of God hit you right at the beginning of the service. Lord said He deposited something in you right then. God said all we did through this prayer was seal the work. Amen. We just sealed it. We settled it. We said, it, we said what He began is, is tonight He finished in this laying on of hands. This week, I want you to get your faith out there. How many of you are excited about yeah. this week? I'm excited about this week. Man, now I'm wishing I'd have preached the whole thing. But anyhow, I'm excited, man. So listen, we're back here tomorrow at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. No morning service tomorrow. But tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Tuesday we'll have our first morning service. But let's come tomorrow night with an expectation of what God is going to do. Uh, bring someone with you that you know needs a touch from God. Lupe, where are you? Come here real, real quick. Give me a microphone. Now, Lupe, I've seen you before, right? Have you? I don't know. No? I, I do, yes. That's where I've seen you, yes. That's right. That's where I've seen you. Tell, tell the folks what the Lord did for you today. Today, well, I was born with the Word of God, and I was telling the Lord that by His stripes I am healed every day, every day, every day. And I was telling Him that. I'm coming tonight, but I'm not leaving the same. Amen. I know that you're going to touch me. Amen. I know that he healed my back. And even if the enemy tries to bring it back, saying no. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It's mine. It's Amen. our inheritance. Amen. Praise God. Amen. You know, the devil's a liar, and he will try to, he will try to mess with you. But we're, we're trusting the Lord with her. And bring someone, listen, bring someone with you tomorrow. Tell of what the Lord did here tonight, the miracle. In, that, what, what an awesome time we've had here today. Praise God. Amen. Listen, go in his presence before you leave. Love someone because you do. I will see you back here tomorrow.
at 7 o'clock. Do we have something to say, Lynn, about what's in the back? Some, this, bro, this brother and sister, they brought some things in the back. Yes. Hey, come here, Eric. This is uh, my friend, uh, Jose, and his uh, wife. I'm sorry, I'm bad with the name. <laughs> and uh, they go to a church in uh, Spencer, I believe. And they're a part of a ministry down there. And they give to uh, the youth, the homeless, and stuff like that. And they put together bags and... Um, they were talking, he's an electrician as well, and he was doing some work at my house the other day. So um, the God, God put it on my heart to bless them with, with something. But anyways, they uh, brought a bunch of gifts for us uh, that's right back here. It's a bunch of bags with a bunch of goodies in it. I mean, Starbucks coffee, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of things. Um, so, yeah. So thank, thank these brothers and sisters before you leave, please.